Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Functioning Autoimmune. I'm happy that you're here with me today because we have a fantastic guest. On the show today, we have Adriana Keefe. She is a purpose-driven life coach and a manifestation coach. She's also the host of Women Who Want More podcast. Hi, Adriana. How are you? Hey, Brandy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm well. Of course. I'm so happy that you're here today. Can you give us a little bit of your background and kind of how you got into this work? Oh, absolutely. That's a long story, but I will sum it up. Um, I went through what I tell people was my quarter life crisis. And I, you know, I was a mom and I was in a job that was just miserable for me. And I felt like I had no idea who I was anymore. I felt like I completely lost my identity. Um, And so after a couple of years of digging myself out of that and finding multiple paths and starting new businesses and starting another new business, I ended up realizing that what I wanted to do was help other women figure this out too. So now I also help other women um, for a lot of, a lot of part moms, moms tend to follow me because I am also a mom so I can relate. And so now I help them reclaim who they feel like they were before kids or who they feel like they were in a past life that they feel like they've lost. I love that. And as a mom myself, I can totally relate to having kind of lost yourself because really your kids kind of become your new life, right? You kind of focus everything around them. So that's great what you're doing. Yeah. And unfortunately the society that we're in today really makes us feel like we have to do everything for the kids. And so it's a lot of my work is teaching moms that they need to take care of themselves too, that it's okay to put themselves first. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So when you work with someone or you work with a new mom, do you typically work with moms who are new moms, like with infants, newborns? Do you work with moms who have older kids? Do you see people in all different ranges of of, um, childhood? (laughs) What's interesting is I tend to work with with, okay. So I work with women who are not moms and completely different one-to-one coaching. And then I work with moms in a completely different aspect. And that tends to be moms who have had kids for at least a few years, because when you have your first baby or you're, you're, you're still in the newborn phase or whatever, it's exhausting. Um, but you think, you know, at this, at some point this is going to end. And so the mom in that state isn't, doesn't tend to be the kind of mom who's like, I don't feel like myself anymore and I'm never going to get this back. And how do, how do I make this change? So I tend to definitely work with moms who are at least a few years in all the way up to 15 years in. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's important too, because the challenges of raising children changes over that time, right? Yep, exactly. Yes. The different challenges, everything is hard, but it's just a different kind of hard. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So if you were going to give just a kind of a couple of um, examples or a little bit of advice to someone who might be listening, that's thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like me. I have kids, you know, of various ages and I just feel like my life revolves around them and I don't know who I am. Where, where would you start with that? Yeah, that can be really tough pill to swallow when you come to terms with that, because it's overwhelming. You You have literally no clue what you can or can't do. And the mom guilt is real. So God forbid we take ourselves out to treat ourselves to dinner alone or something like that. We instantly feel like bad and that mom guilt is crushing. Um, So one of the biggest pieces is I, what I give my clients is like this fulfillment meter and it goes through everything in their life from love and relationships to motherhood, to spiritual well-being and I ask them to rate how they feel on a scale of one to 10 for each individual aspect of their life. And at the end of that, you get a good sense of what the first thing to work on is yeah. and working on could be like listening to podcasts, reading books, 
um, going into free groups. Like I have a free Facebook community that has supports women throughout things like this. So there's lots of free groups out there and then just kind of dip your toes in and really get a vibe for who you feel like you connect with that you could possibly have as your virtual mentor and read their books or read their content and learn from them. But yeah, it can be a lot. So just focusing on like one aspect at a time and reminding yourself along the way why you're doing this is important because then you'll fall off and just feel like I'm not taking care of the kids enough or I'm not doing this enough or I can't put myself first. So it's important to remember that you're the best person. You're the best mom. You're the best wife. You're the best partner when you are taken care of or else you're just pouring from an empty cup anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a great point as we can get, you know, as moms, as parents, as, you know, working people, whatever it is you're doing out there, we can get so overwhelmed with just life stress too, that it can get very difficult sometimes. Oh yeah. And then things just get lost. Absolutely. So you have a new program that's called the Align Program. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how, what is, how does that work with um, the clients that you see? Well, are you referring to my one-to-one coaching or my online program? Your online courses. Yeah. Okay. So that's called KS Control 101. Okay. And that one, um, that one is specifically for moms and that helps moms go from that feeling of lost and overwhelmed into a feeling of having more control and creating their balance in their time. And I say their balance because I don't believe in the word balance in general. I think that It ebbs and flows with the season of life you're in. So finding their balance in where they are right now. And I know that moms don't like to invest in themselves, not time, not money, nothing. So I created this with that in mind. So it's like an at your own pace course where they can do it when it's in the fringe moments of their time and they don't have to feel pressured. They don't have to feel rushed, but the support is there for them when they're ready to take it on. That's great. And that's such a wonderful point too, is because if you have someone that's a young, a mom with a young child, you know, we're talking about doing things around nap times or doing things around those kinds of things. And so that's so great. And I think the online community, especially in the world that we're in of, you know, COVID who's continuing, um, it, the online world is so important to be able to reach more and more people. So that's so great. Yeah. And that's what I love about this program specifically is because since it's not the one-to-one FaceTime, I can literally reach anyone in the world because the time zones don't matter. They can watch it on, on their own time, which is great. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And you and I have had a little bit of um, a conversation before now. And so we talked a little bit about clutter as well. So how does discussing clutter and reducing clutter in your life, how does that fall into um, this category also? Oh, I love that question. So, I mean, especially in the new year, I feel like decluttering is such a hot topic. Um, But there's a big piece of it that a lot of people don't understand why, why the importance of it is. And then that's 10, that tends to be when they fall off or they're just like, I can't do this anymore or just life gets in the way. Um, But it's, what it's important to know is that clutter, research is showing that clutter actually physically affects you negatively. So increased rates of depression, anxiety, stress, burnout, specifically in women, um, a lot in moms. And so when you are surrounded, I mean, have you ever like when you step into your office or go to your desk and it's just like chaos and you don't feel productive, that is exactly what the research is showing us that it affects our mood. So when you walk into your house, are you feeling like overwhelmed, resentful, 
like it's just pure chaos because your house should really feel like a retreat. And I know that seems far-fetched when you're a mom and you've got kids stuff everywhere, but you're at home. You should, home is for resting. Home is for family quality time. It's not for spending all hours of the day, cleaning up toys and doing the dishes and, yeah. and constant laundry. Um, so decluttering your home is a big piece of that, <clears throat> excuse me, of that program that I have relaunching in January. Um, we talk about decluttering your life too, because it's just as important where it comes to like things on the calendar and putting your kids in a billion extracurricular activities. Cause you feel like you should, but I mean, all of it goes hand in hand. And then once you start to feel like go back to the example of your office or desk feeling cluttered when it's all clean. Do you like all of a sudden feel like you can take a deep breath? If imagine if your house felt like that, where there wasn't so much stuff, the amount of physical items where it wasn't weighing you down organization clearly isn't working because they're literally taking the same crap and putting it in different places. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not organization that people need. It's getting rid of all the excess right. and it just helps you clear a path to feeling good and everything else. Absolutely. And that's such a good point. You mentioned clearing your calendar, which I think is a big thing for, for moms and for parents is we do like to sign our kids up for all these things because we want to keep them busy or we want them to excel in certain things or whatever. And so we do find ourselves kind of running around all day being kind of chauffeurs (laughs) and it can be really exhausting and overwhelming. And, you know, even to the to the kids, it can be exhausting and overwhelming sometimes if we fill their calendar too much as well. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's a really important piece that I don't even think is in my program. And I should probably add that into my program. You're so right because we think we're doing all this good for them. But you know, what if your kid comes home and is like, I'm tired and you're just like, well, you know, we got to do this, but you're not really paying attention to their health. And are they actually exhausted from doing so many activities? Right. Yeah, that's a great, that's really a great point. I love that. And I love that you brought that up because it, I think that is something that we do. We're so busy these days and it's like, we, we don't know how not to be busy. <laughs> so we yeah, just Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing is we're, we're busy and it's not always productive. It's busy. I can't stand the word busy because yeah. <laughs> we just feel like we're, we have to be doing something all the time. Like it was a whole process teaching my husband to sit down and settle with the family after dinner, instead of instantly going into the kitchen and cleaning everything. Like we can do that kind of stuff when the kids are in bed or when they're having quiet time or whatever, but it's just really being present and intentional with your time. That's important. I mean, you only have this one life. You don't want to get, have you ever read that book? Um, five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware. Yes. 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 That's exactly where a lot of this stemmed from, for me. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think that I didn't live it the right, the way I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, and life is short, shorter than we think it is. So that's definitely an important, important thing to look at. So if you have someone who is, who is listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, she just described my house. Like my house is chaos. There are toys everywhere. I have piles and piles of laundry that I don't feel like I'm ever going to get to the end of. What's a good starting point? Where, where should they start or where, how do we start to begin decluttering things and removing things? And where do you begin? Well, I can tell you one absolute way not to begin. Don't go into a room and just pour everything into the middle of the room and think you're going to tackle it all that day. Because unless you have an entire day to commit to that room and you are someone who knows you can get it done, it's just going to completely overwhelm you and you're going to get stopped in your tracks before you get to any other room. Um, So I definitely recommend 
doing something like scheduling in like five or 10 minutes each day. And I say schedule it in because if you don't, you're going to forget about it. I mean, it's like me with exercise. I have to literally put exercise and what exercise I'm doing on my calendar, or it just gets overlooked or pushed off till later. And it's the same thing. You need to treat it like that priority. Um, and start in just like one room and it could be like one little drawer at a time. Like you go in your bathroom, clear out all the expired medicines. Maybe that was your five or 10 minutes for the day. The next day go in. If your makeup's in there, go through all your expired makeup or makeup that you keep for that occasion. That just really hasn't happened in five years, but also makeup holds bacteria. And so it continues to grow. So things like that are important to toss and just get new ones if you actually wear them often. And then you'll start to see your, your feelings as you move forward throughout your day, like you open something and you're way less overwhelmed looking at it, or you can find things easier and it just looks nicer. And then that's going to really boost your momentum to keep going that five to 10 minutes a day. It can really, really add up. So it's not an all or nothing thing. It's a start in one room. Maybe you could go drawer by drawer, cabinet by cabinet, or like just do like a little bit of one closet at a time. And then you just move on to the next room after that room is complete. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's a, that's a really good point. It's so easy to get overwhelmed when you're looking at your entire house or your entire life in one, in one big clump to kind of figure out like, what the heck, what do I, where do I, oh, even yeah. what do I do? <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's terrifying. And then yeah. people freeze and then they don't start, which I've been there too. Yeah. I was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And especially with kids, you know, it's really easy for kids to obtain a lot of stuff. I mean, we have birthdays, we have holidays, you have, you have grandparents or, you know, people that want to give them things. And so it's really easy for, for kids to just acquire stuff. (laughs) McDonald's toys for days. Yeah. And it's not necessarily stuff that they need because we always want to give them something that they need, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they always end up with a lot of stuff. So as children are kind of growing up and and going through different stages of life, do you have any advice or examples of kind of how to start getting rid of that stuff, Um, you know, without upsetting the child or getting rid of their favorite toy or stuffed animal or whatever? How would you go about getting rid of that clutter? Yeah, uh, well, the, the first thing that I recommend doing is changing the gift giving expectation in general, not only for your kids, but for everyone else, like telling my family and anyone who comes to birthday parties that we want to gift them experiences like going to the movies or going to a museum or one year we had everyone pitch in for a swing set for her, things like that. Um, and then, you know, people are still going to buy teddy bears and random stuff. I mean, it's going to happen, but it is what it, you can only do so much. Um, and then, so when it comes to like all the excess that's coming in, like, all the artwork from school. Oh my gosh. It is (laughs) my gosh. So much paperwork. Mm -hmm. So you can just scan into the computer, the ones that you really want to save and then create their own folder. You can have them make it all pretty with you, you know, cause I know that they won't quite understand that you're throwing this away. What are you doing? So get them involved and have the, have them see, well, we can't put all this artwork on the fridge. It would just, you would never see it all. So we can put it all right here. And they actually tend to understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Um, when I go through, I do seasonal purges, if you want to call it that in the playroom, because that gets out of control. And my daughters have been their ages seven and two. So the toddler doesn't really understand, but 
they help me by saying like what they want to help give other kids because we donate anything that's still in good shape and what they still play with and want to keep. And at first it was definitely a lot of, I want to keep everything, but over time and, and showing them like bringing them to the donation center, bringing them to the shelters, um, showing them what good it's doing this. I just recently did this uh, right after Christmas. Cause obviously they get a whole lot of new stuff in yeah. and I'm, we're bringing donations tomorrow morning to a local shelter for kids who don't have families basically. Yeah. Um, and so getting them involved in things like that, it, it makes them understand, but it also makes them a really well-rounded human, a very empathic person who likes to give and donate. And so I think it's important to do it with them, not while they're sleeping or, (laughs) you know, and you don't, you don't ever want to get rid of the things you see them use all the time. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. And that's such a great point. And I think that that actually is a good point for even adults. You know, if you are having trouble getting rid of some of the clutter that you have in your home, but it's good things like, you know, they're, it's in good working order. They're nice things that someone could really use. That's a great way to get rid of things and not kind of have that guilt of like, oh, well, Aunt Betty gave me this and I need to hold on to it forever. Well, actually, I'm going to re-gift this to someone who really could use it. So that's a great point for, for kids and for adults. Yeah. Sentimental items are tough. I, they're, they can be so tough. I have an entire lesson on that in my program um, because that's the biggest roadblock that people tend to run into. It's once they actually can get started, it's the sentimental items that hold them up. So that's a whole process for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's really easy to, to obtain a bunch of those sentimental items over your life. (laughs) So much stuff. So much stuff. I know. Yeah, definitely. And it can be, you know, it can be so many different things from, like you said, you talked about kids bringing home artwork. I know that there's so many times that my kids have brought home artwork or pottery they made at school or drawings that they've done. And it's like, okay, well now I have to keep this. So what do I do with it? (laughs) And so... (laughs) So you want them to know that like you appreciate it and you think it's wonderful and it's beautiful what they've done. But like you said, you can't keep all of that. And obviously the more children you have, the more artwork and things (laughs) they create and bring home to you. So I love the idea of scanning them into the computer so that you still have that access to that, but you don't necessarily have these pieces of paper or whatever laying everywhere. So I love that idea. That's something I actually had never thought of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have like unlimited space in, in, you know, with the cloud and everything else, you have hard drives, like why not put it all right there where you can easily access it? Right. Yeah. And getting them involved, I think is really important too, because then they can go because kids are so computer savvy these days. So that Oh, it's scary. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So then they can go to their file and open it up and see all of these wonderful things that they've done kind of in one place, instead of having to dig for it too, which kind of teaches them to be more organized along the way too, which I think is great. Yeah. And I, I had heard this story about, um, someone whose parents gave them all of their years of schoolwork when she became an adult and was just like, I thought you'd like to have this. And it felt like a burden to her. She was like, well, I almost feel guilty throwing any of this away. You know, it's sentimental. It's not only to her, but to them. And she just was talking about how it feels like such a burden and she wished she didn't have to go through that. So I don't want to do that kind of stuff. You know, God forbid I pass away or my husband and I both pass away and they're left with all this extra junk. 
I mean, the kids are the ones who are responsible for all your stuff when you're gone. So do you want them to deal with that burden? I know it got real morbid there, but I mean, it's real life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is true. And they're, they're usually the ones tasked with cleaning out the home and deciding, you know, what to throw away and what to keep. And that can be, they're already very, and in a very emotional state. So that can be a time where they decide to keep all of these things that they really don't want to. And so I think it's a good point that you kind of, you know, once your children are older, obviously when they're, they're two and seven, they won't understand that, but, you know, have a conversation of like, I don't need you to keep any of my things, (laughs) you know, because I think that there is kind of that almost like this guilt or, um, feeling that you have to keep all of these things. And I think that's in any situation when someone has passed away. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's just so much, there's so much of everything. Mm -hmm. People have so much in general these days, you know, consumerism at its finest. Right. (laughs) it's got to all go somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. That is exactly true. So I want to make sure that we also have time to um, let people know where they can find you about your wonderful podcast, because you have a podcast called women who want more podcasts. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, I actually just recently started it back in, I think, November. Um, It's been like two years in the making. I've always wanted to host my own podcast and talk to other people and really very easily access everyone else who is not a member of Facebook or the community or is not on my email list and just likes to listen in the car. So I bring a lot of those conversations and ideas and tips and tools right where they can listen very easily. So it's, I mean, it's literally exactly what it sounds like. It's women who are wanting more in their life, but they don't know where to start. I mean, that's a fantastic place to start (laughs) because I, I talk to other women who um, like there's one woman who I spoke with who started a clothing e-commerce clothing brand during the pandemic and is now a seven figure business. And these other moms who were just like trying to figure out what they were doing with their lives. And so listening to their stories creates this spark, this inspiration for another woman who doesn't know what the next step should be. And I absolutely love being able to just put it out there for people to listen to. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's so all encompassing. I mean, there's so many things that you can talk about on that show that that's going to be so beneficial to so many people. So I love that, that idea and that the whole topic. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I really like it. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I want to also make sure that because we talked about your programs a little bit, you have one-on-one coaching, you also have your online programs. So I want to make sure that any listener on here who's thinking, I need you in my life, <laughs> how can they find you? Where do they sign up? Where, you know, how do they contact you? All that good stuff. I feel that the first time I had my own coach, I was like, where have you been all my life? And she was yeah. the biggest game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my website is my name, adrianakeef.com. You can find my podcast on Apple, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, all those um, podcasts. I think I'm on Google now too for Android, but I have to double check on that. Um, and then my free Facebook community is Women Who Want More with Adriana Keefe. It's the same as my podcast name. Um, and I, you can just easily keep in touch with me on Instagram as well. It's Audrey, A-D-R-I Keefe. Awesome. That's great. And I'll be sure to add those into our show notes too, so that people have really easy access to find you. Um, you can just click on those links and those kinds of things too. So again, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all these great things. Do you have any parting wisdom for us or any, any advice that you want to give us before we go? 
I do. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> one big piece that's it's like lining up for me during this whole conversation is to any mom who's listening that if she needs permission, this is her permission to put herself first, um, to be intentional with her life, to be intentional with her time and with her family, with her work, whatever, whatever feels like it's missing right now to actually take the time to dive deep inside herself and figure out what she wants to do and be, because that's just as important as everything else with her kids, with her partner, with her work. I love that. I love that. And it's okay to be selfish sometimes and to have time for yourself and to do things that you like to do. (laughs) Yes. It's not just like a, get a manicure once a season and call it self-care. Like, no, you can do daily journaling, meditation, stretching, taking a bath, like whatever feels good for you. Yeah. I think that's so great. So yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. You guys, all of her contact information will be in the show notes. Like I said, definitely feel free to reach out. If you have questions, if you're just curious about working with, um, Adriana and, and learning more about what she does and how she could possibly help you definitely reach out to her. Um, I think this is really something that has been official. A lot of women who are out there. I know if you're listening, you're probably thinking, absolutely. I feel like I'm drowning in my own life. There's no reason for you to do that. There's so many options. So definitely reach out and see how she can help you or maybe her online course. There's so many things. So, um, thank you so much for being on. I think this is such great information and it's so needed, uh, because I think there are so many women out there that are just waiting for you to kind of fall into their life. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode and we will catch you next time. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.